Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. Greetings, Unabomber. <laughs> I don't. I left my sunglasses in the car. All right. It's all right. You're in enough shadow that it's kind of hard to tell. How, okay. how are those LSD experiments? <laughs> they were awesome. <laughs> and I'm Justin. And that's Says Mark. the guy in the Grateful Dead shirt. Yeah, Asking well, me about the I was I didn't do it for experiment, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we're back at it, drinking some more beers today. And we have beers today from the one of the newer breweries opening up on Long Island, Squarehead Brewing Company. They're in Holbrook, New York. They're the other guys right in that Holbrook Carter that uh I think I think all three of us at one point or another made that trip over there before they were open. <laughs> yes. Drove over there and went Oh, this this isn't open yet. I, I never actually creepy. made the drive over. Oh, I, I, did, I did. I did. I did reach out to them a few times through various means and never got a response. Yeah, I definitely showed up at their door one day and like there was nothing going on, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of creepy," and I should leave now quickly. <laughs> I had gone there once, and uh, somebody was there. Um, definitely one of the owners, and it was uh, they weren't open yet, but. Yeah. I'm happy to, to say that they are open. They opened on October 21st of this oh. year, so a little less than a month ago. I was there for the uh, the grand opening. Hooray, grand opening! Yes, they um they 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 it all started back in 2013 for them. They're a father son combo uh, of Dave and Brad Jordan, and they were drinking a Scottish elderberry elderberry ale around Christmas time. Interesting. And, uh, um, Dave is a home brewer. Uh, both of them are members of Beer. Brewers East End Revival. Right. And um, they're not good at attending, though, because I don't think I've ever seen either of them at a meeting since we started going. Yeah, oh. to, to be fair, they've been trying to open a brewery. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of take a little bit of I'm not going to hang out with us. I'm going to go deal with that. Um, so they uh, they were drinking this beer, and apparently Brad was, you know, enamored with it. It was kind of the first, one of the first craft beers really liked. So they, his father said, we, we could clone this. And six months later, after a few iterations, they had made a really good version of it. In fact, this beer was on tap when they opened. It was an elderberry ale that I had. It was quite good. Um, I did at the time I drank it. I didn't know. Did that. it smell like your mother? Why my mother? Why do I get so aggressive about my mom? Kitty smells like elderflowers. No. Monty Python reference. Nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Spam a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I spam a lot's not one of my uh, one of my favorites. So. You're looking at me funny. Also, your father smelt of elderberry. Really right. Yes, yes. Regardless, <laughs> I mean, I did not catch yeah. that uh, in there, and I do love that. And I've actually even seen Spam a lot on Broadway. It was fantastic. I saw it on Broadway too. It was very good. Love it. Okay, fish slapping song, traditional. <laughs> anyway, now you can carry on talking about Norwegians. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's actually relevant. There you go. <laughs> So Bring um, right back. they had yes they had nice nice uh, ex nice exit and then segue way back. So they had <laughs> finally cloned the beer and um, kind of the rest was history. They brewed together over two hundred batches and in, uh, in um, very shortly after they kind of decided to open this brewery and they called it Squarehead because they are Swedish and that is what they call foreheads like the shape of a forehead squarehead for most people that are nordic i've only really heard it in reference to norwegians before which is what i am okay but apparently it's a swedish thing too to not know that um they are same thing right yeah and they're yet another new york state farm brewery so honestly i i did not know that and my immediate assumption was to the um to the i figured they were a bunch of motorheads and were big fans of the harley davidson bike Uh, that they were going after something like that 
and I hope that uh, the Harley Davidson people do not give them any crap <laughs> about uh, the name because I believe that's just a a like a slang name for the for the motor that they use there. So yeah, and I did have did have trouble uh, dealing with it because people been calling Norwegian squareheads for hundreds of years. Yeah, you, so. got a couple, you got a couple centuries of work. <laughs> yeah, on there. exactly. Um, the place is is gorgeous. They have an absolute shit ton of taps. I don't know the uh, number off the top of my head, but it's like twenty. Wow. That's uh, substantial. Yeah, they have the way that you order is they have square ahead brewing up on the board with the S, the Q, and each of the each of the letters is dedicated to a tap. Oh, so you just so they have what like you want? yeah, but they have like B two, like oh. you know for the ones that are duplicated. Right. Okay. Um, I was yeah. gonna. Yeah. I'm like, I, there's I'm a like, lot of E's in there. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like at least two A's. Yeah. So that they it, they had so many beers on tap. I. I Honestly, can't remember the one. besides the elderberry. I can't remember all the other ones I tried. I tried two or three others, and right. I, you know, we were all now, were sharing. all the taps loaded when they put open. All of them. The, the, the only thing they didn't have rolling is that apparently they do a. Um, uh, I think they do house um, cold brew coffee, but they didn't have that raw running that okay. day. They were supposed to. I think something happened, but Dude, and, um, nitro cold brew coffee is delicious. Especially cool that they you know they make it themselves. Pretty yeah. badass. It um, really do it for me. I I've never honestly never really tried it. Because I'm not yeah. a big coffee guy, but the um, you know, I can imagine it for someone who into coffee, pretty cool. I just think it's neat. You see it a lot of places, and it's really yeah. Neat that like, they do I it mean, themselves. I've, I've ordered the sale away a couple of times, and always been like, eh, like I'll drink this, but I don't find it particularly enjoyable. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, so what else? Um, what else did you see over there? The um, the place has kind of a. I don't want to say like it's got kind of a standard vibe, but it still looks really cool. All the right. walls are, um, you know, hardwood, and they have a okay. nice little nook. Um, it's not that big, but um, it has a nice little nook off to the side where you can kind of tuck in with some friends and okay. hang out, which is what we a lot of the members of the beer clubs did. We hung out in there. The um, the food truck they had a food truck there. I can't remember their name. I have their card at home. They were amazing. They weren't a truck actually. They were just like a catering company that came and did food. Okay. And the food was it was outstanding. I don't know how many times anybody's gotten been out and gotten fries, and they tend to be you know get greasy or you know at a at a at an event. You know what I mean? Not at a yeah. restaurant. They were able to like the, all the fries were super crispy. You know they weren't just sitting out. They were making everything to order and nice. really fast. It was the food was very very good. That's good. And I've heard that from other people. They've had a lot of um, food vendors come that I've seen on Facebook mm-hmm. that I haven't heard before. You know what I mean? <clears throat> That makes them good. It yeah. just seems like they're getting an, an interesting vibe out there. No, it is it is nice to kind of see a couple different ones. I mean, there's a few kind of standard food trucks that you see that hit a lot of the breweries, like the New York Recon food truck, Yeah, which yeah. is good. But you just, but big black food truck, right? After after a couple times of having each one, you're like, all right, I know what you're I know what you're bringing to the table. Except the empanada truck. The empanada truck could be parked in my backyard, and, and you still would, visit I every would, day. I don't think the yeah. island empanada truck really does the. There's a different empanada. No, there's a different oh. there's a different truck that has empanadas. It's but I do love the empanada. Well, New York thing does empanadas. Oh, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Then yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, but the island empanada people are really good. Yeah, they, yeah, the Taps and Talons is the only brewery related thing I've seen that matter really. No, they were at the Blue Point Cast Festival too. Oh, I didn't, I didn't eat that day. <laughs> they were there though. Yeah, I no, I didn't. Yeah, I wish I knew. I probably should have eaten something. Yeah. Uh, um, so the everything was really good. I also remember having a pistachio pilsner, okay, which was actually was made with a metric shit ton of pistachio pistachios, from what I was told. Pistachios, pistachios. easy for you to say. Yeah. Um, that was very unique and good. Um, that's interesting. That, yeah. That's interesting to me because I'm. That's not something that I would ha- I've had before, and I've 
haven't heard of anybody doing that before. I've heard of, you know, nut browns a couple different times with a few, you know, maybe some like walnuts in there and Hazelnut. stuff like that. Hazelnut. But I, I don't think I've ever heard of pistachio. The um, other, there were, there were, there was an Imperial Stout that was very good. The elderberry beer that was referenced um, earlier I had, and that was also a very unique um, flavored beer. So they oh. seem to do a lot of unique things and a lot of standbys with a little bit of a twist. Cool. And I twist. and I procured the 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 first three bottle the first three bottles they released. Um, we have a saison that we're going to try now called Hippies on the Yip, which is a Belgium blossom saison. Right, it's got a uh, chamomile, rose hips, and hibiscus in it, and it's aged in whiskey barrels. Which this is bottle number thirty three that they've made. Yes. Um. These were uh, you know there were a lot of bottle bottle selling going on. A lot of people were buying bottles. Yeah. Um. I can say that. It, this is a broad spectrum. I've, I've have, I did have all three of them that day, and that was, I was, I really enjoyed them. So I'm very yeah. interested to see what, uh, what you guys think. Well, this is cool. I mean, we've got the two of them that are uh, corked in cage, and we've got the one with the cap on it. But the, um, you know, the other one's a double, and then there's also the robust brown. So we've got a pretty good spectrum of beers coming out from them. So the first one that we're pouring out is that saison, and pours out. It's got kind of a dark honey color to it um you know the carbonation's pretty is is there is light but it's there um the head is kind of this has dissipated on mine and i didn't get a whole lot from the initial pour either no um i got i mean i, I had a, i had a, a decent amount i mean it sticks around a little bit we had we had poured this a little bit before um turning the mics on right you know it's got an off off white head the, the aroma on it is um um Fairly standard, somewhat barnyardy saison. I also think that the chamomile is probably coming yeah, through too. Yeah, it definitely has floral notes yeah. in there from the chamomile and the uh, hibiscus. I'm not over, I'm not very familiar with chamomile. I don't really drink tea either. Um, I know that it has a floral quality to it, but I don't I don't know what like sort of floral quality. This one, the taste of it kind of has. I don't get that specific saison like yeast character to it. Or at least not overpoweringly. It does kind of have a very floral, light flavor. And then at the end, you get a little bit of that whiskey warmth to the back of the sip. But the the mouthfeel is really thin. Really? To me, at least. I have the opposite experience. I have, let's say it's thick. But I think the mouthfeel is actually a lot thicker than I would have in a normal Saison. Um, I get a little bit of peppery notes from the from a saison yeast, but I, I think you're right. The whiskey is sort of the the leading thing. I get uh, like a caramel sweetness, and uh, especially towards the back of the sip, that it's a fairly fairly creamy for what I you would get from say just a regular saison. This is obviously the farthest thing from a regular saison. I think the barrel contributed quite a bit to it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also get like a hint of tartness from the rose hips towards the 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 back of the taste. I haven't. Um... Spend as much time with rose hips as I know you, Mark, have. I definitely haven't. Um, so to, to like pick out the flavor of what them they are in the beers is hard for me. But um, we've had a couple different beers, not, maybe not on the show, but definitely just in drinking, that have been flavored with teas or flavored with a lot of different herbs like that. And they tend to produce a similar kind of quality, that really light... Um, what? No, that just reminded me of... Uh... From the LABME beer competition. Yeah. Uh, I forget who it was, but somebody was 
judge somebody that judged the spiced herb vegetable beers yeah was like somebody literally brewed celestial seasons and put it in the bottle <laughs> yeah i i i do get that feeling like there sometimes. was no beer in there it was just tea <laughs> you you get the feeling sometimes that it's just kind of like a slightly alcoholic tea this is not it that but um it's kind of interesting but um it's not off-putting but i can't quite put my finger on on it and i'm not 100 percent rushing to keep drinking it i i really like it and i'm going to take back what i said the mouthfeel is thin but it's very creamy in the finish like when you swallow Fair. it right there when, yeah that's when you swallow it you, you get that sort of a like caramel and whiskey sorted together and that, that's the okay. part i'm really liking and hint in with the the kind of peppery saison note up front it, i think it really plays well together there's a lot of complexity to it this is i'm glad we had these out of the uh refrigerator while this we were recording the last one because this has I, I when i had this last time it was cold it was pretty cold and it wasn't nearly as complex still very good but not as robust as it is now yeah i mean it it's good but i feel like um maybe cut it down to just two special ingredients like take like ditch the chamomile or ditch the hibiscus because the two together i don't think are really working that well yeah i can't i can't separate the two because i don't know what they what they would taste like opposite from each other like meaning sorry not opposite removed from each other i can understand what you're saying i Um, did yeah it's like it's just like in the middle of the sip it's just a little bit like potpourri yeah i I think that that's what i was gonna say it kind of comes off the flavors are kind of muddy yeah it comes off as an an indistinct floral flavor as opposed to having a specific flavor of saying, oh, that's the rose hips, or oh, that's the chamomile. It just kind of becomes a, a general potpourri, like you were saying. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, here's floral. Like, you can't distinguish what it is. It might be nicer if you could. Right. I mean, and I'll take the opposite approach. Is, um, I actually, I, I kind of like it together. When you describe it as potpourri, now I like it less. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the... it's. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's more of a connotation in my head than It's a else. melange of flavor. Yes. Um, but I actually, I'm not a big floral guy in beer. I don't really tend to like things that are overly floral, and I think this kind of rides the edge. And I think what it I've has had going plenty, for it, I've had plenty know. of beers with hibiscus in them that I really like. Yeah, I, I think it might be the chamomile in here. I don't know. It's just yeah. like the two together. I probably would not like a beer that just had chamomile in it, but because of the sweet, sweeter finish, with especially being that it's been aged in a whiskey barrel, I think that's the part that's giving it the balance that I would need to to really enjoy it. I, I understand that completely, and I think I'm, I think we're saying it a little bit differently, but we're on the same page. Yes, of feelings with it. Um, and for me, I'm going to start the ratings off on this one. For me, it's going to be a pint. Um, it's tasty. It's interesting. I'm glad to see that you're doing something that's not a hundred percent run of the mill. But at the same point, it's not so incredible that I want to keep drinking a ton of it. It's a bomber for me. I think it's in the perfect size. Um, you know, a little bit to share, and then the rest, the rest for me. I'd be happy to share this bottle. Like I, I want what I had, kind of perfect. I would drink a pint of it, but share it. I'd really much rather share this bottle. I'm with Kevin. It's a pint for me. Um, you, just for the reasons I said, like it, it's just too muddy for me. I, I don't like. It's de- the saison base and the whiskey barrel are definitely nice additions, but the uh, the uh, herbal ingredients uh, just don't really sing 
to me. Huh. I think that's fair. Um, you the fight next fighting one with that, that one, Mark's huh? uh, fighting with here is called the uh, the owl. The owl whispers the winning numbers or something like that. I don't. I, I, was I it really that, that long? <laughs> yeah, and 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 Mark was remember. turning the bottle away, uh, so I couldn't keep reading it. But it's a Belgian double. Yeah, with some. Sh- I think there's some shit in there. Yes, the owl whispers winning numbers. Fuck. Yeah, really? the owl whisper- <laughs> whispers winning numbers. That's the. Number. I thought you were really pulling shit out of your ass there. What? What no. is? What is it? Is it just Belgian double, or is it? It's aged. Is that aged in a it barrel? It says double aged in whiskey barrels. All right. All right. Now I would tell. I would say that of, of this the one that's seven four. This one's a little hot. Yeah. Of the uh, well, last, yeah, that one was five nine. Uh, of the Belgian beers, I would say that if I were to have to pick one and drink only one of like the Trappist ones, I would probably pick the double. Although I do like me a triple. Um, so I'm interested to taste this again. Well, this one has a very similar color. Might be a shade lighter than the other one. A little bit. It's a little little different. I uh, think it has uh, much yeah. better clarity. Yes. Yeah. Um. But it is a nice, clear looking. It is a nice, clear beer, and it's got a little bit of that uh, that extra sweet in the in the in the nose. There, it's kind of yeah, you can smell that malt, caramel. yeah, that caramel flavor to it. You get I, that sugary nose. Yeah, I get a hint of the whiskey too. Yeah, definitely a little little yeah, a little booze action going yeah, there it's too. Not bad there. Yeah, no, but yeah. It, it's subtle. It's not like oh my god, this is. Yeah, no, this isn't. Oh my god, this liquor! I I gotta say that was one thing that I did really enjoy about the last one. But I mean, I know we've moved on. But like, I want to just backtrack and say I was really happy that that whiskey barrel one was not. Oh my god, feels like I'm chasing it with a shot. Right. That you sometimes get with uh, like a lot of times whiskey aged uh, porters or stouts, but that it was very subtle. Maybe they used like second or third running, third time through barrels. You know that. Gave it just that hint of flavor. Yeah, this the head on this one is uh, it's cool looking. Yeah, it's very, very like the bubbles are really fine. Swirly when I swirl it up. This is really smooth. It is. It, I, you know, as I took the first sip, I, especially in comparison to the previous one, as, as Kevin mentioned, it definitely has more of that. This is whiskey <laughs> going on to it. But it plays so well. Really, plays so well with the style. Yeah. At the same time, though, like I feel like the time in the whiskey barrel really mellowed out the the Belgian yeast character. Yes. Like it's still there, but it's definitely uh, more restrained. It also has more of a probably because of the barrel, like you're saying, uh, more of the the peppery, clovey notes than the bubble gum. If we were on the bubblegum at the end of the spectrum, mixing that with the, the whiskey it would probably be super weird. Yeah, this no, is... it's not. It the uh, it is not. It's definitely more to the phenolic. Like the, it's definitely not very estery. Right. This is pretty interesting. I like this. Um, again, it, you're right. It, it has that little bit more of the whiskey kick to it, but it's still very mellow. Tastes like good. You know, good whiskey that's been hang- that's been hanging around for a while. I like the little bit of extra sweetness in it. Um, this this quality drinking beer. I I like that there's not really a crazy no- adjunct in it. Yeah. You know, I like that it's just a straight malt flavor. Um, you know, it tastes like a it tastes like a it tastes almost like a single malt whiskey. Yeah, actually, it does. I had, I, had, I just had one for the first time a couple weeks ago. Yeah, which, uh, I, I don't know. I was something from Long Island Spirits. Okay. 
Um, I did, the, the club went there, and I we did it. I did a, a tasting. You know, that's not normally my jam. Um, but the club was kind enough to to pay for a tasting for everyone, so I nice. gave everything a shot. It was that was, that was a really cool yeah. experience. I mean, good it's sing- not gonna good single malt whiskey's tasty, man. Yeah, I I can't imagine myself ordering one, right. but I, it was definitely an experience. I'm glad I had. I can understand what people are talking about now yeah. when, when they when they talk about it. Um, the, my favorite one was the was, as an aside was the the rye. They have a rye whiskey that was rye really good. is not rye whiskey's nice because yeah. that's a little bit of extra spiciness to it. Yeah. That's why I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's rye is rye. I like drinking rye. <laughs> um, this beer is interesting. Like if you said, "Hey, I'm going to put double in a whiskey barrel. I'm going to remove most of the Belgian yeast character from it," I'd be like, "I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this to me? But it plays very well together. The only criticism I'll have is because of the caramel, because you're removing the yeast character, you're getting more of the caramel sweetness from the base beer, and then adding some sweetness from the whiskey barrel as well. Um, it's a little sweet. It gets a little sweet for me as I drink it. Okay. But um, then that's me saying that I'm the guy who like you know mainlines Oreos. But it's it's not the same. Sweet. No, they're di- and, and no, it's different. That. Yeah, like, it's, it's the thicker it's not, sweetness. It's not a white sugar sweet. It's a molassesy, yeah. caramely sweet, which is really delightful in my opinion. Yeah, I do enjoy it. I mean, I like it like a bomber, but I'm going to call it a pint because I don't think that I would you can't want drink yeah, the volume. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. agree. We're on the same page here. Um, this is a this would be a great hangout and sip beverage. Like, um. I know I I know I say that a lot, and I know like that I constantly say it's a hangout by the fire kind of beer. Like <laughs> I, I get like that. I know if you're playing along with the bingo board, like that that's my line that yeah. you check off. But like this is just a good hangout drinking beer. Like it's not very good winter beer. Yeah, like it right now. It's a right now. It's middle of November. It's a little chilly. It's a little like I got my hood up. I'm I'm a little cold. <laughs> But this no is heat good. in the basement. You know, this is this warms you up. This is good to go. Like after Thanksgiving dinner, like I'd sit down and have My one. My son of these. is old enough, and he can regulate his body temperature. No, no more heat. That's right. My infant is not old enough, which means I live in a fucking sauna. <laughs> yeah, you're still incubating her, <laughs> dude. It drives me nuts. I hate it. I hate sweating when I sleep. <laughs> but anyway, but this is really good and this is that like i said this is after dinner hangout drink beverage and i really like it but i'm exactly the same spot as you justin it's it's bomber or growler growler level level good but pint volume like yeah. I, I couldn't have the tulip glass glass is the perfect glass for it it allows you to get those little bit of spicy notes that come through like this is what i want yeah i'm uh i'm a fan how about you mark it's a bomber for me yeah yeah like uh yeah i doubles doubles are my thing and i i like the way the whiskey barrel smoothed it out i like the added warmth from the the whiskey the little bit of vanilla from it i really enjoy it definitely two glasses for me and it, you know and that's, that's not a problem for me like yeah, o- over the last two days oh yeah yeah over the last two days i polished off a crawler of the hot uh bruticus optimus maximus nine four uh, <laughs> from Brickhouse. wow okay yeah so yeah, I drank that with dinner the past two days. There you go. Oh, you, you stretched over two days. You didn't whack that crowler no, on Friday night. Oh, okay. No, I didn't kill the whole. I thing get a random text. I get a random text from on Friday going, "I'm on my second glass of Bruticus Optimus." And I thought maybe he went. They went to Brickhouse because I know he he got out of work early. And I, I'm like, and then he told me it was the crowler, and I was like, "Oh, this is stay in type of drinking." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think. Like, oh, I just had a hell of a day at work. I've been kind of. I've been kind of going through my. Uh, the random like 
nothing special bottles and cans yeah. that I have floating around in my fridge in my fridge it's like that's what I've been drinking recently nothing nothing great just kind of like all right that's just oh I've got three bottles of Sam Boston Lager like all right I'm gonna drink those get rid of those all right I got a couple of those all right let me get rid of those like nothing special going on those Dubco cans like I drank those Dubco cans like those were good yo so Steph made carnitas Ooh, and she carnitas. wanted a beer for put to put in the carnitas. Oh, please tell me you used one of that. Gilgo Goza. Awesome. In the carnitas. Delicious. You could seriously taste the beer. Like in the what we do with the carnitas that we don't usually do, and this is a pro tip at home. Maybe everybody does this, but we did it for the first time. We took the carnitas and we spread it out on a sheet tray. We threw that bitch under the broiler for like fucking two minutes just Ooh, to crisp them up a little that's bit. Good call. Just like a little How bit. How else would you make carnitas? Okay, well fuck off and die. No, I've never uh, thought yeah. about doing he, that. That's he worked right. in a commercial kitchen. He never heard of it. Yeah, no, I always make. I always <laughs> no. Make we just it, like, made it straight chicken, up. Yeah. yeah, and that's pulled, it. Pulled pork, yeah. You know, I said honestly, I had the same sort of. I didn't get them crunchy. We don't. We didn't. But that's the thing. I, I'm with you because once it happened, I was like, "How did? Why did we ever not do this? Like, it made no sense in that my, we never in, did it before." In my what, head, what did you think I meant when I said mm-hmm. I made carni? I carnated what was left of the pulled pork from Karen's birthday party. I thought you. Just meant you like put it in a taco and like threw some shit on it. Like I didn't honestly didn't process it that deeply. Honestly, <laughs> no, I, I meant that I mixed it with cinnamon, uh, cumin, and lime juice and threw it under the broiler. What? No fish sauce? Ah, uh, no, no. I don't think. I don't think that's so. it. They're taking away your fish sauce card. Yeah, you got to put it that shit. On I almost it. sent you a link to a thing that uh, you saw the link that I posted the other day, right? Like, you know. Make all of your Thanksgiving dishes better with the oh, addition yeah. of me. That was, yeah, I didn't see you. Everything, I, yes. I didn't see you post it, but Steph found it while she was like just. Uh, ran, she ran she must have found it for me. Because no, no, it wasn't on Facebook. Yeah, she she just she saw it. Oh, really? To hers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because she said we should send this to Mark. <laughs> oh, because she she she's the only person that like interacted with that post at all. Do, she do she you liked know how it. many times I found like a post from somebody. And gone. I need to share it with this person, and then realized it's the person that shared it. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> that happens. Because, oh, that happens with your wife all the time. Yeah, because you're scrolling shit, and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, and you don't see who does it, and you're like, oh, that's interesting, and it reminds you of that person, and then you're like, oh, that's because they fucking posted it, right? And right. if it's for you, it's because your wife posted it to your wall. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So it's crazy. All right. So um. I think we got all of our all of our ratings in for that, but yeah, I mean, I had never done that. We hadn't done that before, and I, ha- I honestly, it is a duh thing. Like, why would you not do that? You know what I mean? But we did it, and then, then I had some that I had to take to work, and we hadn't broiler fried it yet. And uh, <laughs> um, Steph was like, it was, it was like that's seven, a great verbing of that noun. Seven thirty in the morning or something, and Steph's like, oh man. I haven't put it on the broiler yet. And I was like, don't worry. I'll just eat it the way it is. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't go back. And she like <laughs> put it on a, a sheet and like before work so that I could have it broiler fried at work. I'm going to say it again. There you go. All right. I, I agree. That is a great. Uh, we're, yeah. on the, we're on our third beer. This is the Hudson River. It's just about Hudson. that color. Yeah, the right color and everything. The, the, it's a robust brown ale, also aged in whiskey barrels. They must have a shit ton of barrels over there. Um or they're just doing small batches in the same barrels. No, they have a pretty big system. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, you're right. They might be splitting it. I have no idea. But um, it's... Uh, wow, mine is like... Very carbonated. <laughs> you, I think you just pour a little more aggressively. No, I'm just talking the- about how aggressively the bubbles are hitting the surface. <laughs> nah, I don't see it. Nope. All right, well... I think you maybe just... Maybe that glass isn't beer clean. Oh, could be. Could be. It's not my glass. I'm not going to say whose it is. Did you uh, r- give it a rinse in between? A little bit. Oh, it smells so fucking good. 
Holy shit. The smell is nice. It has a really robust kind of coffee. Coffee and bake, chocolate. Baker's chocolate, chocolate yeah. situation. Baker's dark chocolate. Oh. You know. Um, oh, my God. No, nah, it's, it's, it's black as night. It's a really... Very dark brown. Dark, yeah. yeah, dark color. And the bottle's kind of cool. Like the, I got to say, like the label on the first two are not my, my coolest things I've ever seen. But the label on this one looks kind of cool. It's kind of like a, uh, like a macro shot of, uh, of uh, like wood grain, like kind of like swirled and stuff. Or like if you were uh, swirling your coffee and you zoomed in on it, like that's kind of what it looks like. It's very cool, very cool color. Oh man! But yeah, the good. aroma on this is very nice. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't disappoint when you drink it. This is, this is a tasty beer. Let me the, get into this. I haven't tried it yet. It's uh, it's got really nice hints of, of dark chocolate, like very, very, very light roast coffee, um, and uh, the whiskey that just sort of lingers around there. It's it's not a powerful whiskey by any stretch of the imagination. You're right, um, and it's really nice. And because I mentioned it earlier, like a lot of times the darker beers have that stronger, they go harder with the whiskey flavor. To, you know, when, when they barrel age stuff, they go, oh, seem to go yeah, harder yeah. on it. To try More to like, aggressive. Yeah, to try to compensate for like, the darker hey, beer. You taste the whiskey? Right. This is just delightful. This is just that right little bit of, oh, I get a little bit of vanilla. I get a little bit of warm. like, And it's really nice in that. I would really like to know what kind of barrels they used. It would be interesting. Um, I'm interested to know, like, what, the, what brand barrel, what brand whiskey barrel they use. Because... Shit, I might go buy a bottle of the whiskey that they used. To. Right, right. You know, um, you know, I know a couple of folks that we know. I think the guys over at, uh, I think I saw Buffalo Trace at a couple different po- places. Oh, Pretty yeah. popular one. You know, yeah. which is popular, but it's a, you know, it's to me, I think that's a little bit stronger flavor one. But this is really tasty, and I like that it's a brown ale, that it's not a really full, be- it's not a really heavy beverage to right. me. It's yeah, I think that, I mean, let's say that was exactly, exactly a choice, but I think that to do this with a brown ale versus doing it with a, say, an Imperial Stout or something like that, definitely let the, the barrel shine a little more through. I get a lot more of the vanilla from the from the barrel than I do the actual whiskey, which is really pleasing. Mm. This is the this is absolutely delightful, and this is the winner of the three that we've had tonight for me. Me too. Um, I was pleased with, I've been progressively more pleased with each bottle. The first one was pretty good, the Saison. The double I liked. It was more like a whiskey itself, but this one is this one's spot on. When I think of a dark beer with, with whiskey, like this is what I'm looking for, not overpowering. Um, I love it. This is the perfect blend of a, of a beer style and a barrel. It was one of the best blends of a, just a straight style and a barrel I think I've ever had. Yeah, and this one is uh, comes in a 22-ounce bottle, and it is bottle number 22. Ah. So coincidence Hooray. yeah this is uh it's gonna be a growler for me i could drink a lot of this it's it, it you know you know you're drinking something that's fairly high abv but it's still it deceptive at the same know? time i think it was seven and change i can't remember uh, yeah. that that part of the bottle was sorry six four six four like yeah this will get you there and i think it'll kind of sneak up on you a little bit like you're kind of oh yeah not a hundred percent but definitely like the second bot the second glass you're gonna be like oh I'm a little more drunk than I was planning on being, <laughs> or at least me. Um, I really like it. I think uh, I think it's clearly in the bo- in the bomber range for me. Like I could go through this 22 and be really happy, go to night and go have a nice night sleep. Yeah, but I'd want to stockpile the bombers. I wouldn't want to do that. 
I'm with Justin. This is a growler for me. I yeah. really, really enjoy it. And could definitely keep drinking it. I yeah. mean, this is a fine beer. <laughs> I said, they tell people all the time, you know, between judging, drinking with you guys on the podcast, LIBME events where, like, there's 50 fucking different things to drink. And, like, yeah. you know, I've given up trying to try every single thing that's out of place. Right. Thankfully, now I can kind of spot shit. I'm like, that ain't worth it. That ain't, oh, I'm having that. But it's a rare occurrence now that I drink something and, like, I kind of, like, light up a little. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh. This is something like this is, this is magic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is this this is one of those ones for me. Yeah, I'm I'm concurring with you. I mean, I don't judge with you guys and drink drink uh, enough, but yeah. like we drink a fair, fair amount of beer, believe me. But it. yeah, I, I think I've, I've put in a a few miles, and I really like this. I, I like I said, give me give me you know half a dozen of these so I can keep them in the fridge and have them handy. Yeah. Um. You know, th- this was really surprising. I was really happy with uh it was a good progression through the bottles, and I'm really happy with um, with what they're doing. I like that they're um, that they're playing with the barrels and trying to experience things. You know, find find some of the stuff out. I'd be interested to see some of the other stuff that they had on tap because I didn't I did not get a chance to go over there yet. Um, yeah, maybe we'll take a little day trip over there. One yeah, day. That, I think that would be a good uh, good field trip for us to go experience them and see what else they have because. I mean, if they're doing other if they're doing other things in the same range, then they are on the right track. Um, and I hope that they find their niche in the in the community to keep making beers like this one. Yeah, definitely. Because this one's spot on. And if you're making more stuff like this, um, I'll keep I'll come by and buy them. I absolutely will. Damn right. Um, well, I mean, definitely congratulations to them on finally opening. It was a yep. long road, and um, these were fantastic. So I wish them a lot of success. Especially being uh, fellow uh, fellow uh, beer club members, yeah. Um, along the lines of beer clubs, uh, for us in real time, <laughs> yeah. this is a week after the LIBME competition, um, the homebrew competition, and um, yeah. Mark and I were lucky enough to take home some ribbons. So I thought maybe we could talk about our experience judging. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna have to uh, now that we're back at home, we're gonna have to add all the put all the ribbons back on the uh, arms of the. There's not enough room. Yeah. All right, all fact, right, Hollywood. Fact, fact to Mundo. Well, well, we'll put the newest ribbons on. I'm gonna wear my trophy around my neck like a like a like a like flavor flavor. <laughs> we get you like one inch chain. Yeah. <laughs> and, a pad, and, a, and a padlock to fasten yeah. it. I'm gonna get a little 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 grill made out of bottle caps. So interesting, interesting chain factoid. Yeah. Did you know that for Mr. T's set of chains that he wore on the A team, there was one thing. They bound it all together, and it had one giant clasp in the back. Really? Yep. They set it up. They welded it. They, they you know, they spot welded it all together so that he could, because otherwise it would have taken too many hours to put on and off all the time, <laughs> and they would have gotten more tangled. So really, it was one big clasp off and on. I did not know that. That's pretty funny. There you go. I'm all sorry, right. Sorry. There's Don't my be. useless info for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. talk about it. Justin, what, so Justin, what did you bring home medals for? So oh, I... Sorry, uh, Ribbons. Yeah, Mark keeps doing that same shit to me. I said, bring home the gold. He goes, no, no. He goes you mean blue. Yeah, no, there's different things. Like, yeah. I don't correct you if you say medals versus ribbons. I correct you when you say brought home gold, and I'm like, no, blue. See, but I feel like you should equally correct me. Like, I feel like if you're going to correct me, they're both equally wrong. Both of the things are equally wrong. <laughs> Kevin's just breathing. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, like, this is one of those, this is pedantry in the 
<laughs> in most extreme sense. I'm just not touching this. Okay, one. that's fine. I appreciate that. We're going to leave that alone. Uh, we, you're right. We should ignore that. Mark and I can argue okay, about that so later. Okay, so what did you win awards for, Justin? So I had, I, I had uh, five beers in the competition, and I had two that I really thought had a, like a really good shot. One of those is the Russian Pearl style Mark and I did about a year or so ago now. Yeah. A little less, a little more. Like 13 months. Yeah. And um, so that one I was really looking forward to because every bottle I've had has been awesome. One bottle out of all the bottles that, that I've had from that was like sour. Right. And apparently they got the other one. Oh, man. So that's fine. That's a bummer. Totally understood. It no happens, big deal. But yeah. that was one of the ones I thought would do well. Didn't. Of all the beers I made, the one I didn't wasn't expecting to do anything, of course, is the one that I won for. I won right. for a fruit beer. It was the uh, Berliner Weiss with Naranilla fruit. I had that one. Yeah. And that was really scrumptious beer. Yeah. So that one got a uh, 39 and uh, won the fruit beer category. And from what I understand, it was very well enjoyed at the best of show table. Um, and uh, at that point, I was a firm six points ahead of Mark in a, in a, a brewery of the year thing. It's five six? points for first place, homie. What, is, what do you mean? Like three. They count the. Like you get the two for entering and then three for first. No. Two for entering, an additional one for third. Three for second and five for first. Oh, is it five for first? Yes. Oh, okay. One plus one plus two plus one. <laughs> yes. So then, you know, Mark had to go, and I knew Mark did did well in another category, and then he won three ribbons. Three tell ribbons, Mark. Tell what what, what three ribbons did you win, Mark? Yeah. I got uh, third place for my experimental mead. Okay. Our, is, otherwise uh, known as our Christmas present. Yes. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Coming to a gift bag near you. All right. Pick that up close to your face, your yeah. microphone. Thank you. Yes, that's better. You were talking into the top of it. It was coming through crappy. Good. So right. that that was so, the uh, uh, ginger lime with uh, French saison yeast. Meat. Which I have not had yet, but I'm looking forward to as always. So that was my third place ribbon. My second place ribbon was for my uh, Katarina Sour with guava. Which I... I I thought... I didn't realize he had, Mark had sent that out to other ones. I thought he had only sent out the Soursop version. Right. Because... I, when I the first time I tasted that, I'm like, this is like a really amazing. I don't even like guava, and it was a really good blend of this the base style, which is essentially an alcoholic mm. blender vice, um, with that fruit. That was a. I really enjoyed that beer. Okay, and that I that that got like a a 37 or something like that. Wow, nice score. And only second place, it it lost out first place to uh, a golden sour that Eric Grimm, the president of the beer club, right, submitted. So I. At the meeting tomorrow night, I don't want to ask him what, like, what score his actually got, like, right? Because I'm just curious. I mean, if it's so, my question to you is, if it's a, if it's a, what is that a fifty, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if it's a, if it's a sub forty score, right? Right. If it's like you said, thirty seven, you got. I think so. So if he got like a thirty eight, which is essentially a tie. Like, would you be frustrated with that? Like, would you be like, I am, no, no, I'm well, not like, frustrated. If it, if it, if it's it really like a coin it, toss kind of thing. No, it's mostly just out of curiosity. Like, oh, okay. you know, how badly yeah. did I lose this by? Gotcha. Especially judging now, like prior for me at least, prior to judging. Yeah. If I found that out, yes, I'd be frustrated because I would assume that it was like a basketball score. Right. But like, it's not. Yeah. Like his could have been a thirty-eight. But could have been way fucking better. You know what I mean? Just the way that scoring ends up working out, or Marks yeah. could have been way fucking better, and his could have been a thirty. Like it doesn't like. No, I I understand. It's I, so in con- like in the score following is so... you guys with the with your trek into becoming judges. Like I've kind of I kind of understand that it's yeah. not necessarily 
one point is not the same percentage point. Like, it can be a big difference between that one point. Right. And then, uh, bless you. The first Thank place you. ribbon was, again, for the Lichtenhainer. Lichtenhainer version 2. Not really version 2, that just was, brew that's 2. That's the Lich King one. Yes. That is being brewed at, uh, that got brewed at Blue Point. Correct. We'll yes, but, last episode. but this batch and all batches going forward, I it is now called technically not a wheat beer. Thank you, Tom Weber. Technically not a wheat beer? Yes. yes. I like Lich King way better. Yeah. I get it. I get you got to, like, stick it to the man, but, like, <laughs> Lich King's cool, man. Yeah, I just I find it funnier calling it technically not a wheat beer because it won the wheat beer category at the beer homebrew okay. club competition, yeah, and yeah. there's no wheat in it. And the base style, but the base style, to anyone who doesn't know, technically it should be wheat, but we use rye because that's what we do. Yeah, you guys, because you bought f ton of rye. Yeah, well, that that we can no longer even begin to talk about like just that. We, we have sacks of all the all the things now. I have a sack of rye. I have a sack of Vienna now. We have the base malt area pretty much blanketed. Okay. <laughs> We just need a sack of Munich, though. Right. I mean, you know, right. I know Munich is technically a base mall, but there are not so, many styles so where anyone's who's using gonna it be as a base mall. Who's going to be the first one to build a little silo on the side of the house? That's definitely him. <laughs> yeah. If one of us were to do it, it would be me, but I'm still not doing that. Actually, out of all the, out of all the people we know, it would be Don and, and Brian Bennett. Oh, yes. They would have a silo on, on the side of the house first. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying, you could probably put one in the carport there. <laughs> yeah, I probably could. Um, but what's what's funny is we joke because, I mean, I'm in my basement right now, I think I have close to 200 pounds of grain, not including the Vienna. Like, it's somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> it's like 150 at least. Um, uh, and you good. have another, like, like what, 100, 150 here? It's, yeah, that's a good But there's no super sacks. No, we have no super sacks. But that that was yeah, that was it's we have fucking too much grain. We have to either brew no, we, <laughs> we have to brew either brew larger bat. I don't know what we're going to do with all this. The, the Vienna is the, the scariest one because we're making a a Helles Doppelbach and we needed Vienna for it, like 12 pounds. Yeah. And you look at it, you're like, all right, so 12 pounds. If we want to brew it again, that's 24. That's basically half a sack, roughly speaking. Might as well buy the sack. Might as well buy the sack. Yeah. So that's what we did. <laughs> I mean, I'll use Vienna for other things. I'm going to make a Vienna lager I was going to say, Vienna is yeah. a pretty common uh, base, isn't it? Yeah, like I can use some Vienna when I make a Kolsch. Like, yeah. You know. Vienna's a, Vienna's a nice mold. Like, that's one of those ones that's kind of in the middle there that you can use it for a variety of styles. Yeah, like it's got some nice toasty flavors, but it's not uh, I like that one. super dark. And one of the things that we, everyone can look forward to in the future is Mark and I throwing down for an oatmeal stout. Mark uh, fucking called me out for yeah. a brewer's duel. There we go. So we're going to do oatmeal stout so in you February. Guys, you guys compare si- dick sizes and then you brew beer? <laughs> Something like that, <laughs> yeah. The secret ingredient, ingredient is the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that note i think it's time to wrap this one up yes you guys have anything else no all right so if you haven't already head over to squarehead check them out tell them that we sent you over there and uh try these beers and let us know what you think about it all right cheers everybody cheers if you enjoyed beertastic voyage please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us the guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash voyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers. <laughs>